Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. News from the Krabby Coffee Shop is brought to you by AimHighConstructionMN.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. I'm not that crabby today. Uh, I was caught off guard, <laughs> forgot that uh, we were doing this show. I forgot not only yesterday, but then I <laughs> forgot all over again and was reminded this morning um, by a tweet from, um, who did I get the tweet from? Oh, God, that's where my brain's at. I have no memory. Let's just continue what we were just talking about off the air before Ross uh, barged in here and said, guys, you got to do a show. Uh, and we were talking about the two stories in today's variety section on the Star Tribune, um, yesterday's trash about um, a treasure trove of unissued material, which is about to be released about the mats. And we were just segueing in to talking about a Jagger who's coming to town. <laughs> Uh, with obviously his little band, and uh, Ryan Schneider does a piece uh, about where Jagger should visit, which bars. Now, I guess Mick, on, when they've been on tour, has been sneaking into what uh, everybody likes to call dive bars, uh, but a lot of us just call them regular bar bars. It's just a bar. And did you see this list, you guys? Yeah, I did. Palmer's. Don, have you had the opportunity to go to Palmer's yet on Cedar no. Avenue, Riverside? No, I haven't been there. Um, don't. Okay. <laughs> don't. I'll put yeah. that on my no-no list. That's uh, no longer a, uh, yeah, that's a tough neighborhood these days. Oh, okay. Uh, the Bob Dylan mural, where the hell is this? I've never seen a Bob, oh, it's 5th and Hennepin. It's, yeah, it's downtown. You, you've it, seen it. Have I? You? I don't I'm know. Sure you, I'm sure you've driven by it. <laughs> Number three on the list, the Dakota. The Dakota is not a dive bar. It's not a cool, at all. Yeah. classy jazz joint that's just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. It's a great place to see any sort of band, especially a jazz band. Mm -hmm. uh, the Danceland Ballroom. Where the, oh, Sight. I have no idea. I've never heard that's, of this. That's where they allegedly got the uh, lyric for uh, from, what's his name, Jimmy. Uh you know, oh, you right. can't always uh, get what you want. The, oh, right. But the story that's The pro story that's probably not true, but that Mr. everybody Jimmy. keeps going back yeah, to. Yeah, the song about Mr. Jimmy. Uh, the Minneapolis Sculpture Garden, what does that have to do with anything dive bar? Come on, uh, Ryman Schneider, let's go here. Uh -oh. Mickey's Diner. <laughs> uh, by the way, I like him, so I'm just giving him good-natured grief. Uh, grief. Yeah, I think he's a cool guy. 
Mickey's Diner, downtown St. Paul. Yeah, that's not really divey. Uh, and the George that Floyd That little place Memorial. where you get breakfast and have to stand inside, that yeah, place? A little train it's a train car? car? That's yeah, not a yeah. dive bar, No, is it? not at all. Okay. No, I wouldn't consider it. Uh, and Mick knows uh, Minneapolis very, very well. I told you uh, my snob story about the replacements, or, or not, I'm sorry, uh, uh, the uh, Rolling Stones, right? That my buddy Gene had was tasked with putting on a private party for him at a bowling alley, and he said you should come over. And I oh. said, Nah, nah, I'll, oh, skip, I'll, I'll skip that, Gene. What's wrong with you? I passed <laughs> up the opportunity to sit around with those guys oh and parties, and, and instead probably just you know sat at home. Oh lord, <laughs> twisting one up. Who knows oh, what no. I was doing? Look at the time stupid. you've wasted all these oh. years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we segued into that conversation with a, a talk about the last, uh, before that, we were talking about the last year that the replacements were together, and we determined that was 91, right? Yeah. And they had a kickoff show, a show for their tour at the Orpheum in February, correct? February... February 7th, according to a website 7th. I'm on. Well... They had scheduled a top secret show at the in the main room uh, on New Year's Eve. I, if I remember right, it was New Year's Eve, and uh, all you know, just a handful of the hipsters and the cool people and all you know, snobs and insiders knew about this. And I was going to go to this show, and uh, I was up here, and I was ice fishing, and I was driving a just an awful old Honda Accord manual, you know, four or five speed, whatever the hell they were. And the clutch gave out on the ice, and I wasn't able to get uh, home and miss that show, and I've always kicked um, myself for that. And for some reason, I opted out of going to see them uh, on February at their their shows. I think it was there two shows there, John. For some uh, they reason, have uh, this one is a tape. Uh, you know, it has tapes of shows, and the only one they list is the seventh. So maybe they only have tapes of one of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I didn't go to that, and then obviously I didn't go to their very last show, which was, uh, I believe, the weekend or July 4th uh, at the Petrillo Bandshell in uh, Chicago. And there's a lot of tapes of that show out uh, yeah. because I think it was broadcast live on a radio station down there. I don't remember which one. Uh, but the uh, version I have of that was uh, lifted from the radio, so there's announcers in it. Anyway, that's what we were talking about off the air, and that's why I'm so unprepared for today's show. I hope you guys, I hope oh you guys brought. Did you bring something, Don? Please tell oh, me. I've got a couple of things. I'm sure John has a handful too. Yeah. I didn't forget. Oh. All right. See, uh, hold on a second, Don. So yesterday we wrap up the GL podcast thing, and uh, John says to me. So, 10.30 tomorrow, Kenny. And I thought he was talking about GL. And he was so excited. Which means, okay, 10.30, that means I'm going to be done at, I'll be out the door at noon. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. (laughs) And then John goes, for the crabby thing, right? And I'm like, oh. Wait a minute. (laughs) There's a big moan and groan on the other end of the microphone. (laughs) Okay. Broke my heart. I'm so sorry. Gosh, you get up and early then, too. And then, of course, this morning we're zipping through a, the Jason and Alexis show and just sitting here minding my own business, listening to you guys talk. And uh, I get this uh, this uh, tweet from Angie, 
the Kenny Olson fan club president. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, wishing me luck and telling me she's uh, ready for today's show. And I that's when I remembered, oh, cripes, we have to do one again Cripes. Today. Cripes. <laughs> I really need to start uh, taking this more, more seriously, oh, don't I? Well, you know. <sighs> anyway, okay. go ahead, Don. Okay, um, I do have a story uh, about a guy who got pulled over. He fled on foot with something. Can you guess what that was? Weed. Hmm. Nope. John? John? I'm thinking. Uh, okay. Was it, I, was it something he put up his butt? No. Oh, God. I hope not. Okay. Oh. Not just a bottle of booze or something. No, or, no. Uh, this is from Missouri. This guy oh. named Noel Cole. <laughs> Noel Cole. Yeah, so it's like an anagram almost. He was pulled over by the cops in Missouri on Saturday, and he was uh, wanted on a felony warrant. So he knew he was in some big trouble there. So the deputy started asking him questions. He decided to make a break for it on foot. Uh, The deputy took off after him, and he was able to catch up partially because Noel was carrying something in his hands. A pumpkin. Nope. (laughs) A chocolate cream pie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess that pie appeared to be extremely important to Mr. Cole, the local sheriff said. So um, it was placed with his personal belongings and it's going to be kept safe until his release. Um, Oh, so it actually belonged to him. Yeah, it belonged to him. And I do want to point out that this is from our local NBC, the station that uh, in, in Springfield. So this was a Springfield, Missouri, my hometown story. So um, that's <laughs> sure unfortunate. Proud. A Marie Callinger's chocolate cream pie. Oh, well, there you go. Are they no good? wonder. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, most people would call it calendars but my mom says marie calendars and we lived in (laughs) california and i know the first one the first restaurant is by the queen mary so i think it's pronounced marie calendars but anyway chocolate cream pie gotta keep that i thought for some reason that marie calendars was makeup Oh, it's food. No, it's food. You can find a lot of frozen meals now that it's like expanded into that realm. Yeah, that's why we have of, it. Yeah, yeah. In uh, Minnesota, you, you get what you need to eat from her. Do you guys ever? Do you ever buy those pre-made pies where you don't even have to heat them up? You just rip open the box and have them. Oh, the roommate yeah. brought one home last weekend. It took me four days to get through it. Wasn't the greatest. Oh, but really? It's gone. But it's, it's you gone ate now. it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost hate to say this for reasons of ridicule, but I don't really like pie of any sort. What? Oh. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm not a sweets guy in general, and I just I just don't like pie. I, yeah, uh, I never you understand. You like pie? No, we're all looking at each other on cam, and I'm looking at you in your basement room where you're alone with a needle and a spoon. I don't <laughs> see the hammer and sickle flag anywhere back there, John. <laughs> How do you That's, not like pie? I just never, never was a pie guy. I, I don't know. Uh, and you just don't like sweets. I don't. I, I, I like a chocolate chip cookie once in a while, maybe a piece of chocolate cake, and that's about it. If I could have it my way, I would eat sweets all day long and not consume <laughs> any good food. Yeah. Don makes a hell of a cookie, I'm telling you right now. Oh, my mm. goodness. Yeah. Um, all right. 
Next. <laughs> well, uh, UCLA uh, did a study recently. I don't think this will come as much as a surprise. Americans drank more, smoked more, watched more TV, and exercised less during the COVID-19 business closures and stay-at-home orders, oh. uh, orders, according to this new study. The study, published in the Switzerland-based journal Nutrients, confirmed that Americans largely settled into sedentary routines during the height of the pandemic. Dr. Liwei Chen, UCLA Fielding School of Public Health Associate Professor, said, We found that regulations to restrict non-essential activities and stay-at-home orders during the pandemic have had profoundly negative impacts on multiple lifestyle behaviors in American adults. As bad as these changes have been for all Americans, they do disproportionately impact racial and ethnic minorities, according to the study. Researchers conducted a survey of representative samples of American adults from across the country, asking them to report on lifestyle behavior. According to the survey, respondents reported a 31.2% drop in exercise time, so almost cut in one-third. Screen time increased by 60.4%. Alcohol wow. consumption jumped by 23.2% and wow. smoking increased by 9%. The average consumption of fast food, strangely enough, well, not strangely, I guess it makes sense, dropped from 1.41 times a week before the pandemic to 0.96 times a week during the pandemic. The reason for that, of course, people weren't going out and some of the restaurants were closed. How'd you do, John? Did you put on any? I uh, put on a few pounds to the point where I decided a couple weeks ago uh, it was time to lose some weight. Yeah. Dawn? Did I put on pounds? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I sure did. I that was so bored, and I was just could not reconcile the fact that I couldn't go out and do things. <laughs> so spoiled <laughs> that I started taking baking classes with the Great British Bake Off people, like Zoom oh. classes. And yeah. so I learned how to bake. Um, and I tried everything I ate. So are you are you still doing those classes? No, I'm not because I needed to lose some weight. <laughs> so I put myself and, and, back on my program. Yeah, and you did, in fact, and you lost the weight. And um, I'm going to reveal something to you right now. Oh, um, what what you did down in Disney World a couple of weeks ago, John, um, Dawn, and Jason. And uh, Jason's husband, Colin, and Stephanie Hansen, and a few other people went to Disney World for a long weekend for some, what was it, Don? Some kind of food uh, The 50th thing? anniversary celebration of Disney World, and also it was Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. And Don went down there. I'm telling John this. I'm pretending you're not actually looking at me right now. I'm, I won't. Um, it's okay. Um, and she didn't partake. Really? And that Don, hmm? that that kind of bugs me. Okay, well, <laughs> I can tell. Why? How can you? Where does that? Uh, I don't. Why? Why? Because I didn't yeah. want to gain. I had already lost uh, a bunch of weight, and I didn't want to. It's like food is like drugs for me. If I start doing it, it just you know it's really? like crack. Yeah. So so it's like Marlboro's. A couple of weeks yeah. ago, I was out of the cheap cigars, and the guy offered me a Marlboro. And I said, <laughs> one Marlboro, and I'm at three packs a day. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. thing, yeah. huh? I really start craving. I mean, your body has to detox from all that sugar and and things that you eat. So I did not want to break that cycle. And I actually lost four pounds on the trip 
because I was walking like 30,000 steps a day, 33,000 on our last day. We were there 27,000 the first day. Really? Mm hmm. So I just picked out things at Epcot. Like, I don't know if you've ever been there during the Food and Wine Festival, but they have every country has little stations outside, like where they, you know, do some type of local flair from Brazil or Australia or whatever. And right. it's a lot of, uh, there's also drinks like alcohol, special drinks and desserts. It's just crazy. So I looked at the menu in advance and I'm like, okay, I can go to Australia. Brazil and one other place and I'm like I have to wait until I get there and t- to eat and then I'll I'll get there and it'll be fine I'll make it through this day do you think that you have a food and eating addiction um yeah. there's a purpose for me bringing this up um addiction or disorder <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah I guess it would be a yeah, disorder I have yeah. I have in the past yeah I've had a eating disorder this to me has got to be the worst because when you quit drinking, you, you no longer and you're successful at it. You, you no longer drink, right? Yeah, it's just not and I an did option. that too, but it, that didn't bother me. But, that was easy. But yeah, you can go without drinking. Yeah. you can't go without food. You have to eat. No. I have to. So eat. every is yeah. every bite you take uh, a temptation to go off the rails? No, because once you get into the mode of just eating healthy, I, I can stay on the right path. Yeah. I, I, part of that, I think, too, and this relates back to the COVID story, uh, habits with eating and drinking. Because during the uh, COVID thing, I, it became a habit for me to just go grab a beer at 3 in the afternoon. Yeah. And it, I didn't, it wasn't that I needed the beer or craved the beer. It was just, ah, it's 3 o'clock. I better go grab a beer. Sure. Don, you should hear these bleeping drunks that I work with on the podcast <laughs> every day. And this has never made it onto the air, but every day is the question, did you make did it you last make night? It? Did, did you, you make, make it? it? And are you Without going drinking? to make it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And, and oh, Joe's, ad, Joe's like answer is always, yeah, exactly. It's your and Joe's AA group. Yes. Exactly. But it's failed AA. Uh, because <laughs> every everyday suit says, "Well, by my standards, I did." It's like, well, what the hell does that yeah. mean? Yeah, his theory is if you have two or three beers, you made it. Which you know, well, great. I I make it almost all the time. Then what, what the hell? And so Reaver's standards is if he has less than twelve beers, he made it. He's good to go. That's hilarious. Uh, oh my and, gosh. And I, and my my both my doctor and my therapist a long time ago said, "Well, you're an alcoholic." And this was after I had quit drinking, with no issues whatsoever. Okay. I just I just one day stopped drinking yeah. for no reason, and I don't crave alcohol at all. Why did they tell and, you you're an alcoholic then? That's what I said to her. I said, "I'm not an alcoholic." I said, "I can have a beer or a few beers," and I, I've got no. And she goes, "Well, you, you're dependent on blah 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 blah, and you're self medicating and all this other oh. nonsense." But yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, and then I'll answer the question too. Did I the, over the uh, COVID thing? I uh, actually went up a pants size and a shirt size during that. <laughs> sure. And, I have not gone back down. I used to wear 38s, and those 38s would not go on anymore. So I bought. Did they one... stop when you get to the thighs? <laughs> no, that's when I you know you're really in trouble. No, I couldn't button them. <laughs> okay. I could get them. Oh, on, okay. But I, I couldn't get them buttoned. Yeah. 
Uh, so I bought a pair of 40s, and I'm like, oh, this is nice. So I went back, and I bought a bunch of 40s. Yeah, that's the slippery slope, <laughs> isn't it? And then these work shirts, I, there was a time, I don't know, 10 years ago where I was this size. And uh, when I lost weight, I just kind of stored Mm-hmm. The X, the double XLs, and I was just wearing XLs. Yeah. yeah. But now the XLs have been that's... put away, and I'm back in the double XLs. <laughs> Isn't it? That's the worst feeling. Uh, T-shirts, I always wore an XL. And within the last year and a half, XL still fits, but, you know, you can see a little, little roll there. So I started getting You know what X. I discovered right before the state fair? What? Triple XL T-shirts. Oh, yikes. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're so comfy. Oh, I know. Gosh. It's awful, Don. No, my double XL. They it's hate you. Are you happy though? No, I, okay. I no. I hate myself. Okay. Are you kidding me? Am yeah. I happy? I mean, the skinniest I was. I was like a hundred pounds <laughs> for about four years, and I was a size zero to two, so oh, I was extremely unhappy. But everybody yeah. complimented me, yeah. right? And I got more jobs um, in the modeling industry. I had an agent. And so that was, you wanted people to, you, when right. you walked in a room and you were competing with other girls standing in a hallway, knowing that you're going to go to, you yeah. know, compete or just try out for something, you scan the room to make sure you're the skinniest. That's oh, what, boy. that, it's a very, wow. very yucky yeah. industry. And even as an actor, because I was doing both, yeah, the skinniest girl wins. That's the, see. I don't think it's that, that way anymore, but back in... The year 2000, that was going on. At GL, we always scan the room for each other to see who's the fattest. <laughs> uh, and right now, I'm I'm winning that battle. Uh, and Reavers always complains about his weight, but he's like 6'5". I mean, yeah. come on, you know. Yeah, you're gonna be it's that just tall. all, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm uh, glad we've anyway. had this therapy session today. <laughs> yeah. This has been great. Feel much better. Yeah. By the way, I don't do that anymore. I'm not. Uh, but daily, I do. I do evaluate. It's always inside my head. Yeah. So. Do you have Do you have good eating habits? Do you eat before work in the morning? No. No, I fast between my dinner and when I get home. Um, John, are you three a day? Uh, two usually. Two, two meals. I eat something in the morning before we do the show, and uh, then I'll eat something either late in the afternoon or very early in the evening. I think my biggest problem is I eat right before I go to, you know, eat, fall asleep in the chair, yeah. get up 45 minutes later, go to bed. Sedentary lifestyle after, yeah. you, you know, that's yeah. the biggest problem. Anyway, okay, this is getting boring to me. Uh, John, <laughs> uh, uh, what else? No, it's Don's uh, turn. What do you got, Don? Oh, let's see. Do you want to know about uh, uh, an incident where porn ended up on a local weather report? Oh, uh, of course I do. <laughs> All right. Yes. Okay, this happened in Spokane, Washington. Uh, there was a, ra- uh, a TV station, and they're just doing their normal weather report and an explicit clip aired for around 13 seconds, and wow. um, it, it appeared to show a woman's backside. So um, <laughs> they didn't react to it, the anchor and the co-anchor, um, because they weren't seeing it, and then mm-hmm. it cut to more weather footage. But then, yeah. of course, they got all of these reports in, and then the station had to apologize um, and an in a, they said an inappropriate video aired in the first part of the show. We are diligently working to make sure something like this doesn't happen again. Now, I what my question is, is when these things happen, because this isn't the first time this has happened. No. Yeah. No. How does it happen? Is it because 
the guy who is in the control room was looking at porn on one of the computers and didn't close out the window? Or are they being hacked? Ross? I think in your case, you were actually, you were you were actually looking at it, right? And when the director went to you, you hit the wrong button, and there was your own personal film up on. What an introduction into the show, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ross, for being our amazing producer. Thank you yeah. very no, I, much for I, that. I think that's how it happens. I, I think yeah. you're right. It's I think, within the building. Right. So and there so, are only a few people to point the finger at, and right. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and right. um, it has to be people in the overnight or something. I always blame those people. <laughs> well, don't they take those live? They they take those shots live. So the uh, the director has to say, say take video one or whatever, Gosh, right? I don't know. Or or punch it up the director because he's got a screen with you know six different screens in front of him. If yeah. he looked up, wouldn't he see? Hmm, woman's backside. Let's not hit that one. Yeah, I don't know. It's just got to be a horrible mistake. I mean, uh, you won't have that bad that problem at HBI because uh, we have that filter, right? What? You the can't porn go to filter? Any, yeah, you can't go to any naughty sites within the building there. I have no idea. I've oh. never tried. But I know one time <laughs> yeah, we were. Kenny um, knows. We were. Kenny. Okay, he's tested yeah. it. Um, yeah. One time we were just in the prep room over at my talk, and one of the IT guys came into the room, and Bradley was on the computer. We're all in there, and he goes, whatever you're looking at, you have to shut the computer down right now. It's wow. spam. It's like a malware thing that's trying to attack the whole system. Oh. Shut it down. And we're like, What? Oh. And he was like, oh. I was just researching something for the show. It was yeah. like some something um, like, I don't know, something about Ryan Phillippe or uh, probably somebody else. But, yeah. Oh, I'm surprised that happened to Bradley because uh, Donnie Love was well known. Uh, he killed a computer a week, didn't he? Donnie? I, I, yeah, doing no, what? With malware. Oh, it, it, yeah. Just going to questionable sites that, mm-hmm. you know, aren't legit, and they load load the place up with viruses. Oh, bless him. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that was out of Washington, right? Because I uh-huh. have a story from Washington. Washington State, the Liquor and Cannabis Board of Washington State is allowing for Joints for Jabs, a promotion <laughs> to support vaccination. Now, our own Governor Walls has been giving out money, and he's promised to give out more money. But uh, And this is a press release I'm reading here. In an effort to support COVID-19 vaccinations, the Liquor and Cannabis Board today announced that it would provide temporary allowance to state-licensed cannabis retailers to provide one joint to adult consumers who receive a vaccination at an in-store vaccination clinic. Wow. (laughs) I know. I mean, first of all, what is this about getting money? I didn't get any money for getting vaccinated. No, no, I know. I know. Right. Well, it started started at the state fair. Or no, it was in place before the state fair, but there was a big promotion. I want my money. I know. I know. And I'd like my tax return, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah, that's and I you don't have yet. your tax return yet? Not from the IRS or Minnesota wow. State. And I'm really, Holy really getting moly. ticked off because you can't get a hold of them. As Kenny knows, you have to take a day off of work yeah, and call it yeah. 6 a.m. I did that once, and I waited four hours with the IRS. I got through and got uh, hung up on. <laughs> so did I, Don. He goes, hello, and I said, hello, and this was after an hour. Uh, hello, 
goes, uh, hello, hello. I said, I'm here, I'm here, hello. Click. Click. <laughs> I was, I can't even believe it. I'm so mad. Anyway, oh, should, not to, oh, God. You should be I just, on GL. I want my money. Listen, listen to her, John. Uh, she, she should be I on think GL. They, why aren't they paying me interest for keeping my money that long? Mm. Oh, my God. This is coming They from really my... need to. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. This is ridiculous. My son just received his within the last few weeks. You know why I think it's happened? Well, I know it's because COVID and slowdowns and everything like that, but I actually did something good. I donated my car to, um, my gosh, what is it called? Newgate? Uh, Newgate Schools, so that they can teach young mechanics how to work on cars. And then they fix those cars and give them to single mothers. So I donated my car. I had to mail in a paper... Um, return they can't you can't do that online they won't let you just scan something you have to have the paper receipt and this is why everything is slowed down because the paper uh, tax forms that were mailed in they're last and they're not right. they're not doing it until yeah. the I don't know what's going on but I am livid <laughs> yeah. because uh, I filed sorry. it in in February yeah. Well, my, my kid filed in February, got his money back, and then he got a notice about four months ago saying, uh, because of a revamped thing, we still owe you $818. Well, Is this you know, something we'll, to tell me right now, John? We'll get, yeah, said, we'll, get, we'll get this out in three to four weeks. Okay. Uh-huh. He, still, he still hasn't gotten it. Okay. That, was, that was four months ago. Oh, so every well. day he checks the mail saying, hmm, I wonder if my money's ever coming. Uh-huh. So, so I had to file it. I had to file an extension because I figured I was going to owe the uh, IRS a lot of money, and we just sent it in, I don't know, what was the deadline, like September 15th or something like that last month. And as it turns out, um, I owed Minnesota two, $300, no big deal. Uh, but the, the feds owe me about a grand. And our tax preparer said, uh, number one, don't get a check sent to you. That'll take forever if it ever arrives. No. Always no. have them deliver it right to your uh, bank account. Yeah. yeah. But here's the uh, here's the deal. I owe the feds about a billion dollars, and I'm on yeah. a payment plan yeah. where I where I send I, I send in a check to them once a month. You know, yeah. to, to keep sure. me out of jail. Yeah. Oh my God. And so now the big debate around my house is, do you think they're going to keep that $1,000 or do you think they're going to send it? it? Yeah. yeah. They're going to take it out of the, your balance. Well, that'd be, that'd be fine with me. But I, my question is, are they competent enough to figure that out? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my answer is no. But right. here's another thing that makes me mad. This has reminded me of something involved in this. So I closed out a checking account, uh, or I was going to and switch to another bank, which sure. I did. But then I realized, wait a minute. Oh, what if withdrawals. they do a direct deposit yes. into my old yeah. account and I've shut it down? I have to keep this damn oh. <laughs> <laughs> account open that charges me like $15 a month just to keep open. I right. want money back for that as well. <laughs> I, I'm so... Oh. My dad used to work for the IRS, so that's why I, he was an accountant, and he would just during tax season go up to Kansas City and work for them. But, um, so he taught me exactly what to do, and he is not with us anymore, and I just, from the grave, I want my dad to go haunt them. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever 
sitting at his old desk and go, give my daughter money. I thought the three of us promised that we weren't going to do a GL style I, show. I know that was a, a whole segment of GL right there. I didn't know right it was there. a GL type of show. I can't figure you guys out. So The three of us are ranting and raving right now. Oh my like gosh. We're on GL. So, oh. all Seriously of this... though, if anybody knows a secret way for me to get in, even uh, the state of Minnesota, they actually mailed me a check, I think, because I get that informed delivery digest thing from the post office. The postman was new and he sent it back because my name wasn't in the mailbox. So I, kn- yeah. so it's there yep. somewhere. Yep. If anybody just tweet me, uh, Don at Dark on Twitter, tell me what to do. And I it would can't like involve think. guns. Right. No, no, nothing illegal. No, no. come on. No, just don't, tell me don't, what, yeah. please. Don't be outrageous. I, I want to personally thank Mr. Wheeler Morris, uh, who used to be an employee here in Minneapolis and now works out in Seattle. For sending me this joints for jab stories. Oh, good uh, story. I had no idea this was going to light a fire <laughs> under you, McLean. This is so awesome. <laughs> Who even cares about joints for jab? Yeah, I just want my money. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, illegal sprinkles, John. What the hell are you illegal talking about? Sprinkles? Well, what, see, what's what's me, that mean? Let me fast forward here. Oh yeah. Hey, see, I um, thought this was weed sprinkles. I know yeah, when I so first read I. it, that's what yeah. I thought it was going to end yeah. up. A British bakery has been forced to pull its top-selling cookies from the market after regulators informed the owner the sprinkles are illegal. The U.S.-made sprinkles contain a coloring that's legal for some uses, but not for sprinkling. Rich Myers is the owner of the Get Baked Bakery See, in that's Leeds. why I thought it was weed uh, yeah. sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. He disclosed the recent setback on Facebook, where his updates on what he calls Sprinklegate (laughs) have been defined by frank talk and the occasional heartfelt profanity. He says the decision is a huge deal for his business and is also very bleeping annoying. The baker refuses to use lesser sprinkles. Customers, Customers often ask for raspberry glazed donut cookies or a birthday bruise, which is a towering slab of 12 layer chocolate cake. And both of them prominently it's feature the moment for the, me. the outlawed <laughs> sprinkles. <laughs> oh, gosh. And they're American sprinkles, right? He said that they yep. come from America. I That's think correct. I read that. And that they're better. And yes, they're better, but they contain something, uh, a coloring called erythrocene. And uh, that's not good because apparently that can cause issues for kids linked to hyperactivity in children. In the U.S., it's labeled as FD. And C, red number three, uh, and it's restricted. Uh, some uses are because showing that in high doses, the additive was found to cause cancer in lab tests on animals. It is currently allowed in foods in the U.S., but the Center for Science and the Public Interest has urged the FDA to revoke that approval. It's so oh. funny um, that you brought this up because, um, and when you started it, it uh, I didn't realize it was going to remind me of this, but there was a story trending this morning on Twitter about uh, from the San Francisco Chronicle about a meat shop um, in California uh, that had to go out of business uh, called Belcampo. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. Once the star of the sustainable meat world, now the company is closing all its restaurants after being engulfed in a labeling scandal. And I'm not going to read you the story, but basically what happened was they were claiming that the meat that they were serving was 
uh, grass-fed beef, et cetera, et cetera, and no um, chemicals and all of this. They were feeding them sprinkles. When, in fact, right, they were feeding them sprinkles. This place is so successful and so busy that they couldn't source this kind of meat fast enough to where they were actually feeding corn-fed beef. And remember at the state fair, John, I asked that uh, innocent question about corn-fed beef Mm -hmm. um, compared to uh, grass-fed beef? And it was an innocent question. And the guy goes, basically, he said, Oh, don't open up that can of worms. <laughs> this really? is, a, I guess, among farmers and meat aficionados, this is a big deal. Where the, the corn-fed uh, beef crowd uh, says that the grass-fed beef is tough and chewy and doesn't have good taste. Oh. A- and the corn-fed uh, cattle, you know, they're fat and juicy and plump and wonderful. <laughs> yeah. BBW meat, you know? Awesome <laughs> meat. <laughs> I wonder what we fed our cows. Those were delicious. I well, mean, we just had you, hay and, you know. Did you cut up silage? Did you have silage or feed or anything else? I don't remember. I mean, we didn't have like a silo or anything. No. So, yeah. I mean, just because we would have like 20 at a time. It was just for us to right. get some calves. You know, it was a little business it's just to make yeah. a little bit of money. Uh, so, no, I just, I don't remember that. I do remember that my job was... Uh, to um, our cows one year got pink eye. One of oh. our cows oh. disappeared for three days, one of our oh. black cows. Out and on a hoot. Then we, <laughs> no, then we saw tracks going up to our gate. Then mysteriously a black cow came, that cow came back, but it wasn't. Somebody switched out one of our cows wow. with a pink eye cow, and then it infected what? our herd. So what? my job was to hide behind the hay bales, and I had this squirt gun full of pink eye medicine. And I, man, that thing squirts far. And I would, I was really good at it, and I would get it right in the eye because we didn't have a head gate, so you can't really, you know, a head. Yeah. You, people probably know what a head gate is if they're listening to this show. Um, yeah. And so I had to like, you know, really aim and get it right in their eyes, and it was purple dyed, and it would like go down their eyes oh and their God. face. Um, but I don't know why I just got on that tangent. John, I mean, you know a, what a head gate is, right? I have, I have no idea, and I was just thinking to myself of Patrick Royce's voice going, that is some rural please. <laughs> Uh, it's just they put their, it's a just kind of a gate thing that they put their head through and then you lock it closed so they can't back out. So you out can or, oh, give them okay, shots yes. and everything yep. like that. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's like, yeah. think of like yeah. a bullpen at a rodeo, mm-hmm. kind of like that. Yeah. Where they yeah. can stick their head out. I, yeah, I we, do know. Yep. I, I still have some stanchions left in my barn and there's a couple of head gates still I, uh When I was uh, much younger, I, of course, I, I did not grow up on a farm or near a farm, even though I grew up in North Dakota. Uh, but you talked about having cows and how good your meat was. Mm-hmm. I, I I dated a gal in Stillwater when I was about 20, and they had cows, mm-hmm. and they butchered one, and we yeah. had steaks. Oh, yeah. my God, the world of difference between yeah. Yeah. buying one at a store or whatever and yeah. eating Isn't that it, was It's remarkable. Incredible. I mean, just butchering yeah. one would feed our family all year, you know? Yeah. Right. It was just yeah. three girls and yeah. my mom and dad, oh. so. It was a yeah, whole new and, world for me at that point. And, and uh, a lot of the rural folks will get together, like two or three families will get together and buy you know, buy a, a side, a, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know. Oh boy, well, rural, rural life. Country uh, time, <laughs> talking the IRS. That's the title of this podcast. You got one more, Don, and then yes. we'll split. Oh yeah. Um, so you know Tinder, right? 
Sure. No. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, look at him. Like he doesn't know what Tinder is. So Tinder is a dating app where you swipe left or right into it's kind of like a hookup app. That's the way I see it. Um, so now they've added a feature that can help you find a wedding date. So the new feature is called Plus One, and it just helps you find a date for a one-off event like a wedding. Or if you don't have a wedding to go to, you can sign up and put yourself out there as a potential wedding date. My question is, why would you want to take a fake date to a wedding? That's the best oh. place to find someone if you're single. Oh, don't okay. bring some random person. What, you're so embarrassed that you don't have a date? Come on. Yeah. Was that too uh, angry? <laughs> no, that, that's fitting. Uh, you're, you're warming me up for GL. Um. <laughs> but, you know, that's wherever you can, you know, if you want to just get a little action on the side or just, you know, find somebody to hook up with for the night. Weddings are great. No one's paying attention to anybody but the bride and groom can sneak off somewhere or whatever. So what happened? <laughs> I've never done that. I've never done that. Are you kidding me? You, you tell your story. <laughs> no. I'm not telling my story. I don't. I really don't. I just. It wasn't. Yeah. Um. You know. Some people have bands that play. You know, at weddings. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Oh, musician. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> John, were you? Uh, you actually used to play weddings, did you I, not, John? I did used to play uh, a lot you, of weddings. You yeah, got so. anything to say uh, no, I, yourself? I know. I don't know. No. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, because the band plays first, and then you put on music. So yeah, uh, I wasn't there I'm to just... catch the bouquet. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, anyway. I don't. Uh, I I don't have. A, I'm not gonna. No. You're I'm, not gonna no. tell your story after I just revealed that. No, I don't. Um, I shouldn't have done what I did. Let's let's just leave it at that. I was single at the time and in my 20s. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's all you need to say. Yeah. Aimhighconstructionmn.com. I want you to get on the list right now. They can do any kind of construction job that needs doing from your home to your office. And I'm talking everything, siding, uh, outside, decking, sure, roofing, absolutely, inside, restorations. Uh, they'll help with your design consultation. You to turn that skanky, gross, wet, disgusting basement into something cool. Aim High Construction is your company, a full-service construction company. Uh, absolutely obsessed with quality craftsmanship and very honest service. They're based here in Minnesota and Wisconsin. And, yeah, I used them at my place in Minneapolis. Uh, uh, they guarantee their work and their products, and I do too because they were fantastic. Uh, but here's the deal, like all of the clients on GL, and, and they've been on GL for a while, as soon as they got on GL, their uh, calendar filled right up. So they're booking jobs for months down the road. Um, but I can tell you as a former customer, absolutely worth it. So if you find yourself needing construction work, maybe done this winter, next spring, whatever, uh, give Aim High Construction uh, a call. They're a great option. That website, again, uh, you'll get a hold of Chris. He's the owner. He's the man. Uh, and that website is aimhighconstructionmn.com. Do we have at least one more we can go out on here? One more. I can I can give you one if you want one. Give me one, John. Uh, so I'm, I'm old and about half retired, and I've found this very important <laughs> in the last year or so. Napping can be 
very helpful to make you feel refreshed and recharged according to a new team study. The new study says a quick power nap really does help the body and mind. Now, they say napping 90 minutes. I, I can't do that. Mine are more like 40. The team finds that sleep can enhance your ability to learn challenging motor tasks since it helps the brain to process and focus on the new skill. After a short sleep, study participants were able to perform more quickly and more efficiently uh, than if they did not have the extra rest. And by napping, for me, I don't mean I crawl into bed. I, I have an easy chair. I just pull back. The dog sits so, on my lap, and I go to sleep. What's your schedule? When do you get up in the morning? I get up at 7.30, roughly, give or take. And you still a late-nighter? You still uh, up at one, yeah, 1 in the morning? Usually midnight or 1. I usually make it to bed. Dawn, do you nap every day? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Talk to me about the schedule then. Okay. You're up at 4 a.m., right? So I go to sleep, my first sleep, at about 10.30. I take some at medicine to make me go to sleep to shut my brain off. And then I am lying there next to my boyfriend who's playing a video game. Then when he's <laughs> done playing, he wakes me up, and in my trazodone stupor, I walk with him to the bed and say weird stuff. <laughs> and then I go to sleep at like 12.45 or whatever, but I don't really remember being awake. And then I get up, get up at 4. So my yeah. naps are like two and a half, three hours in the afternoon. It's like a second day for me. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that, I understand exactly what you're saying. Is that weird for you or is it, uh, is it a comfortable way to live your life at this point? Yeah, it's a comfortable way. Yeah. I when I was working a split shift, I would have to be there. I think we went on at like I don't know five thirty, six a.m. Whatever. So I'd get up at four, get in there, do my job, and I would drink um, two or three of these coffee, coffee cup mugs. things. Wow! I'd stop drinking coffee at nine a.m. By ten ten thirty, the crash would be on. Yeah. The caffeine yeah. crash, and the caffeine crash. Uh, I learned to play it because. Uh, you'll go right to sleep as soon as that caffeine wears off. Mm -hmm. And I would sometimes sleep until, you know, a couple of hours, two oh, and a yeah, half I hours. I do that every day. And, and I would crawl into bed. I would do it in bed. And mm -hmm. like you say, I, I would have a brand new day at 2 o'clock. My alarm would go off, and I'd have to be back at work at 3 and then work, you know, 3 to 6. Yeah, because yeah. I do work after my nap. When I get up, I'm planning the show for the next day and doing my producing job, you know. So now I'm still getting up at 4 a.m. Um, and I pretty much work straight through until 2 p.m. and I don't take a nap at all. But by 7.30, oh oh. 7.30, I am done. I you, am you go to sleep at that time? 7.30, 8 o'clock. I was in bed by 8 last night. Wow. Oh, some nights, some it. nights it's way no. earlier. Yeah. You guys, I know you guys have all, you're working mornings now, actually, but oh, I had three years as a morning producer, could never get used to going to bed. Never went to bed till 11 or midnight. That's right. Even though, even though I got up at three. Yeah. Never could get used to it. Tried, couldn't do it. Couldn't go to sleep I have before. to have drugs to do it. And oh, then yeah. I, I you know, and then I probably shouldn't be up that late even, but I feel like I'm missing out on life, that I'm just working. <laughs> yep. If I go to bed at 7.30, because I'll watch a show for the entertainment station that I'm on my talk and yeah. then I'll plan the show yeah. you know I put stuff in the grid and do all the other pre-production things at night and then it would just be like going to bed after my work day you know I'd just be yeah. Yeah. I don't know I just it's 
it's the best job ever. And I really love it. I love it. I have loved it for 21 years. You know who doesn't feel sorry for us right now is uh, moms and dads of new kids. Yeah. Uh, Because that first, I don't know, three, four, five years. And our buddy Alexis Thompson is going through it right now where there's some mornings. Yeah, there's some mornings where she has been up all night long. In the beginning, it was so bad for her. Oh, my gosh, that kid would not go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, boy. So new new moms and dads, we know, um, to, don't don't uh, take anything yeah. you just said to heart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, Ross, I think we're done. Hit the button. Let's get out of here. What do I have, about 10 seconds here? <laughs> I would like to thank you for listening to today's version of news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here's Amy. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.